what is going on? Bar Down Breakdown. And tonight we are joined by our homie Tyler Durham from the late night hockey movie, The Late Game. And uh, super pumped to dive into everything about the movie, talk a little Carolina Hurricanes. But I have a question for both of you right now. Do you know who we're listening to right now? Uh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> That—that's where if Tom came in and was here on this episode, he'd be so pumped. It was like one of those bands that Tom and I just mutually loved, and no one else knew about. It's this band out of Chicago called The Graduate, and they were so freaking good. I miss The Graduate every day. I think the guy like develops video games now, but that's uh, it. yeah, happens. they were so good. Uh, we we saw them at Bamboozle, and there was like four people in front of their stage for their set. That was all right. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I liked it. I just fucking didn't know who it was. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally <laughs> threw you guys under their bus. I knew you weren't. You did? Know. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, if, what if I was just like, yeah, it's a graduate out of Chicago. Like, what would you have done? <laughs> I would have been so pumped. <laughs> I was like, oh. Just had Shazam up, and no. hopefully it popped. Tom. Now you would have seen me like this, just like, oh, that's a graduate. <laughs> too shy, too shy. Well, Tyler, thanks for joining us tonight. Of course, um, thank you guys. You, you brought the movie to our attention a little while ago, and I wanted to make this happen because, you know, I I, I used to play men's league hockey. Don't currently play men's league hockey, but it really is an experience. And um, everything that you told me about the movie, just had like my radar go off i was like oh yep got to talk about this so <laughs> i guess why don't you just give us a two second three second synopsis of what the movie yeah. is all about i totally got you uh at the same time i legit don't play men's league anymore i haven't for a couple of years uh but since i was 18 you know like uh born and raised in charleston south carolina grew up <laughs> playing hockey here in Charleston, South Carolina. So you can only imagine what men's league is like here. Uh, but yeah. Um, so basically uh, elevator is, <clears throat> so the movie's just like, it's a one game thing. It's the late game. You don't, it's the game you don't want to go to on the schedule. It's the 11 PM like shit stick. You know, no one's going to show up. Uh, and at the same time, they're playing these bunch of try-hard kids that, you know, are just young guns. They want to go hard, all that stuff. Uh, the new kid bumps into one of the teammates, uh, ends up making friends, ends up subbing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say it's more or less like 60% comedy, like uh, 40% hockey. Like, you don't have to be a hockey fan to like it. Uh, but, if you know, if you are, it's going to hit home a little more. Uh, but at the same time, it's, you know, just a good, like lighthearted movie. And I know that was more than two to three seconds. No, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why I set that criteria. Like the Willis tower elevator. <laughs> don't know how I tried anyone... so hard. And like within the first two sentences, I was like, fuck, there's no way that like I'm making this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, like it was it's also like... an impossible task that I presented <laughs> but, to you. It's, but it's, it's funny because it makes sense because. So, like, my good friend and, and the singer of Out of Time, Mike Forbes, mm -hmm. he plays Beardly Cocky, and, like, 
16 leagues because he's a goalie and he he can play it has free to live for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was to the point, and this is a funny story. I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast. Um, there was a moment where I was it, we were, I was living in this house with a whole bunch of roommates, and um, Mike had parked his car at my place because he was going to Universal Studios with my roommate here in Orlando, and um, somehow, some way, our neighbor from like three houses down, his car got stolen, and they did a joyride in the car and they parked it in our yard. So the cops came and I was working like a, like a 5am to 2pm shift. And, um, Oh, Mikey's going to miss this. He can watch the recap. <laughs> but, um, I was, so I, I, I got home and I took a nap like I normally do when I get home at like one in the afternoon yeah, and okay. the cops knock on the door and I, I go and I open the, the door to the, the cops and they were just like hey uh do you know whose car this is and i go nope no idea um he goes well, what's your neighbor's car and i go well what's it doing in my yard and he said well <laughs> yeah. someone stole it and went on a joyride with it and i go oh i'm like was it me and i'm like and i have no idea who did it and then they go whose goalie gear is in that car because you know goalies always just keep on. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, game. yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, as well. just, yeah. You're still and, um, back. So holy shit! They <laughs> ended up. They play for a beer league team called the Enforcers, which is an all cop team. Uh huh. And they needed a goalie, so they left their information with me, so I could give to Mike, so that he could call no. them and fill in when the cops needed a goalie. <laughs> No way. I was like, is this how you guys recruit players? <laughs> yeah, like that ass. <laughs> what? What kind of. I mean, it's a hell of a way to, like, I guess, give people to join the team, but, and like, what the hell? Goal, got a goalie like that. Dude, what? that's amazing. <laughs> so, that's, um, that's sick. <laughs> it, it's like the weirdest things have, have, have always happened. Um, he, uh, he played it. He played in a league down in Kissimmee, which is mm-hmm. um, the worst ice I've ever skated on. Okay, it's just not good. But um, he he played with this guy, and I can only call him. He he is porn stash. This is what he is. He has this glorious mustache that, and it's like perfectly <laughs> trimmed where it's just straight. It doesn't have the curve like yours does. Okay, this is, it is the straight Burt Reynolds playgirl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Porn stash, and I, like I called him porn stash the entire time, and he was just being a complete dick on the stage to the point where like Mike had to like pop him a few times in the face because they got to pile up in the goal. But uh, that Hell yes, one hundred percent like to your to your movie tryhards playing at eleven thirty at night, dude. Come on, man, get the Miller Light out of the Gatorade bottle for a minute and just relax well, for a minute. And it's also like. So it's also like, uh, like, you know, barely like nineteen, twenty-one year old tryhards versus yep. like us who are all like everyone that's like on our team is basically you know on our thirty. Like I'm thirty-one in real yeah. life, and I play myself. Um, but I mean, everybody else, you know, we're all in our thirties. So it's like, you know, we don't want to fucking be there. Like no one wants to be there. Like this sucks. Like. We have six people, like, they have a million, like, you know, it's just shit like that. But, like, the whole point of, like, uh, 
the whole point of it, like, so it's crazy because like the director and the producer and like everybody in it, like we all grew up basically playing hockey together. So we're all very good friends. Yeah. So the director, he started writing it like, I mean, shit, like way before the pandemic. Um, but we had like many like Zoom meetings and stuff like that, like during and things like that um, to like just rework it and things. Um, but it was just so easy to hang out with the guys for 15 days and just yeah. be ourselves and stuff. But at the same time, like we had like, professional like <laughs> camera teams coming in from Atlanta and LA. So like, you know, in between like them being serious, like we had to dick around. Cause like, we're just us from Charleston. Like we just, we grew up playing here. Like nobody, like yeah. nobody thinks a fucking ice hockey here. Like growing up, like in high school, like no one knew we had a hockey team. Like it, even in college, like it was all club. Like everything was funded basically by ourselves. And, yeah, that's kind of like the best part about it is like it coming full circle from where I grew up more or less to like, I mean, shit, the, what it is now, like doing this there. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, how did you get involved in the project? Because, you know, it, it just it seems like like one of those things where it is a dream mm-hmm. to like be in a movie. Yeah, but then like, for it to actually happen and be like, oh my god, this is I'm I am in this now. Like, how did that come to be? <sighs> that's so weird. Um, that's so spot on though. Um, <laughs> um, it's so weird. Like, I met Tyner, who is the director, through a friend of a friend. Um, and we just kind of clicked. Like, I mean, I probably met him when I was. Ew. 20-ish years old, so I don't know, like 11 years ago, something like that. Um, We just hit it off, like, just the same vibe, like, stuff like that. Like, he always was interested in, like, film and things like that and, like, shooting, uh, like, high school sports or uh, our minor league uh, baseball team or our minor league the Stingrays. Um, And, yeah, he just, he had this idea of writing the script and we would he would just send me like random emails or random texts and like kind of just bounce ideas off and like after he'd already had like a solid project like it was all on him but like i would just be like yeah i love this part like yeah you know this would be funny here like things like that but it was really just a friend group more or less is how we got involved with it uh and everybody that's in the movie is just i mean we're all we're all just i mean I, it's my brother, like one of my best friends, like one of the guys that I really know very well that I have his art all over my wall over there. It's just a very like tight knit group of people. So that was why it was so fucking awesome just to hang out for 15 days and make this like for Jeff Tyner and like, you know, also make a sweet hockey, like sweet hockey movie. You guys essentially pulled a, a Shorzy Letterkenny in South Carolina. Correct. I mean, so the whole the whole like thing where when we were starting to like write it and stuff like that, like when Tyner was like starting to write it, um, he just wanted to make a very well filmed hockey movie, like you know, like something like not on like the rails or like 
you know, something like not overhead or things like yeah. that, like something that was kind of fluid that would look like it was like without like, like if you, you know, just like ice. exactly like not like, you know, just like still shots and stuff like that. So like we did fuck around a lot with like a bunch of different techniques uh, within this movie uh, to, I mean, it's crazy. Like the different, shots that you get because like don't get me wrong like i love mystery alaska and i love miracle and ducks like all shit like that like i i love every hockey movie like don't get me wrong but like he just wanted to make one that was like very authentic and that like people could relate to that like weren't you know just looking for like some big yeah cinematic orchestration yeah i don't fucking know yeah like some big (laughs) cinematic shot yeah exactly fucking great way to put it now if i'm not mistaken you guys get a cameo from ra from spitting chiclets yeah <clears throat> oh excuse this me sorry guys <laughs> no there was a story i just i just i that's just me tickling up um yeah no we got ra uh he was there for like five or six days uh, probably like five-ish days um oh, yeah it was Really, really fun just to shoot the shit with him. Um, it was crazy. Me and him ended up hanging out a lot and just like talking about baseball and random shit. Like it was so just like kind of like getting away from all of everything that was going on, just like kind of getting to normality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had RA for a couple days and we also had Zach Bell. Uh, that's going to be a big part of the movie. Who's um, always hockey. Yeah. Who does like all the NHL shit? Yeah, he was he was a very interesting person to meet. That dude has like listening to him talk and like being like as young as he is. I told him like there, I was just like, you have your shit together. Like <laughs> you've gotta like figure it out. Which is awesome to see. You know what I mean? Like it was just if I had that knowledge at that age, like that would be pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> I feel like that's also like a, a cheat code for this movie is like, you know, yeah. you're going to get a little bit of that spit and chicklets bump, like having, Oh, and now. The, yeah. 100%. Like, once the movie's ready to come out, you know, RA is going to like shout it out real quick on spit and chicklets. And then all of a sudden you got right there, a nice little bump. 100%. You know, what, you know what's hilarious too? I, I just like Googled, uh, Zach Bell just to find a, um, like the first article I can on him. Mm. And this is from September of 2022. And it says, says on here, uh, artist posted on social media early this week that he was on location in Charleston, South Carolina, filming a hockey related movie. Mm. There we go. The first article <laughs> I pull up. <laughs> Fucking it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know when we, uh, <sighs> It was like one of the first days we were on set. RA like mentioned it very briefly in Chicklets. So I guess it would have been like one of the early September episodes. Uh, he was like, I can't really give much out, but I'm on location in Charleston, filming a movie, da da da. But yeah, it was cool to hang out with fucking those two. I mean, because why the hell? I mean, because why not? We shot, we shot in North Charleston, South Carolina, which is uh, like, I don't know, like 20 ish minutes outside of like downtown, more or less. But yeah it's basically where i grew up um it's a it's a it's a city it's it's, it's a town it's a town 
Um, <laughs> it's not the, it's not the, you know, it is what it is, but <laughs> it was cool just having like all those motherfuckers, like just come here and just like all these cameras come in. And I was like, I grew up playing hockey here since 2001. Like, yeah. Like what the hell like is actually happening? So that it was just such a, I don't know. Surreal it was crazy. Experience. It was very surreal. It was very surreal. But, our, you know, R.A. seems like, you know, especially where he's from in, like, the Boston area, like, he seems like he's not, like, frill. Like, he's not looking for all the frills when he goes out nope. and about. Like, he's down to just grind it out at a local watering hole. Oh, 1,000%. Like, yeah. That was just one of the boys. Yeah. We just, we really couldn't just, like, leave set or anything like that. So, like, we definitely got to chill. Like, luckily, the... um the ice palace where we shot in North Charleston, um, <clears throat> which is where I grew up and the ice only ice right here. Uh, they actually have a bar there, um, <laughs> with a decent kitchen as well. Um, nice. so most of the days, uh, it was open for us to hang out and chill. So that was a nice little break. <laughs> so we got to kick back a little bit. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. So you, the the clip that you sent over, I'm you know it was rather short, but I'm assuming like the locker room banter is going to be a huge part of the movie because that that was like the most fun part about playing men's league hockey yeah. is just like yeah. shooting the shit with the boys and it it it's it's hard to describe to someone that's not that hasn't been in like a men's league locker room oh, before of course but for some reason like mighty ducks always came up and i'm I'm assuming that's what you guys were talking about like gordon bombay being the great yep. coach or whatnot but one of the things that always came up was like who thought it was a good idea for a guy that got a dwi to coach like a bunch of 10 year olds and then the creepy limo dr- driver like that guy was definitely not supposed to be around kids. Like, there's no way in hell he should have been around kids. It's also the 1990s. <laughs> Stuff was way different back then. That's so fucking true. Um, <laughs> so, so in that clip, um, that was me and my brother, actually. Uh, my real-life brother, the guy in the white. So <laughs> our director was basically like, just riff about Mighty Ducks, like, and we're just going to shoot. So we were just kind of shooting the shit like back and forth and like kind of breaking it down and like wrecking it and like finding all the plot holes and all that stuff. And we went on for a hot minute. So I don't know what the fuck is going to make the movie, but what you said about the DUI and all that shit is 1000% one of the things we brought up. <laughs> like it's, we touched on almost every fucking plot hole of that movie. Like it, it, you're so spot on with that. I'm just very excited to see which takes actually make it because they just kind of let me and my brother go. It's it's funny that that that's the thing too because I feel like there were so many sports movies in the 80s and 90s. The Longest Yard was another one where they got a DUI and they're like, "You're gonna play for prison right football. off rip, right off or, rip opening um, scene, opening scene." Yeah, um, I feel like there was there there even recently there isn't there a John Stamos show on Disney Plus where he gets in trouble with the law and he has to coach women's basketball. 
I'm pretty sure that's. I don't know the pre. I know the show, but I don't know the like the premise of why he has to do it. But I do know that he has to do that. Yeah, I don't know like like the. I feel like it's a court ordered thing, and it's like, why are you putting this guy? Yeah, what the. Well, it's like always sunny. It's like when they fucking like when Dennis and D and Char- it, like Frank and all them like <laughs> they, they, the, the they yeah service. when they yeah the community service like right, like opening season when they had to coach like the kids basketball team and they're like, like throwing you know, elbows <laughs> yeah and they're trying yes and they're, yes 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 I didn't I don't know why that just clicked but yes that's one of my favorite shows but it's funny because that makes sense for a show like it's always sunny because that is one hundred percent within the realm of comedy that, that yep. satire like they're making satirical yes but that was 100 percent <laughs> like like i was watching heavyweights the other day like what a fucking who would hell put, of a movie who would put this psychopath ben stiller and a fat camp at the fat camp <laughs> the fact that so many people i know that haven't seen that very bums me out it's, it's absolutely oh I, our our local like uh video like DVD like comic and like bookstore closed down the other day, and that's one of the only things that I was looking for there. Well, it's funny because um, in our like Instagram and social media graphic, I've taken like pop culture references where there's like Islanders logos and like mm-hmm. people are wearing Islander shit. So like you know Kevin Conley on the set of Entourage mm-hmm. wearing an Islander shirt and. One of the kids from Heavyweights is rocking an Islander shirt in the like very opening credits of that movie. Um, when he's walking home from school before he goes oh, to the camp. Oh shit! Yeah, and yeah, the man. iconic line is "The Islanders, theme of the future." <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, Bro, on, like, this social you media graphic, you can just see him like chugging lemonade. He's chugging lemonade, wearing an Islander shirt. Yeah. What the Fuck. Oh my god! No, but it's to, like so random. I have to go look for that now. I don't think I don't think that's supposed to take place in. New I was York about. Maybe. That's what I was no, trying yeah, to no, think he of. Was in, he was on Long Island. Was he the big kid? Yeah. He flew out of. He flew out of LaGuardia. He's from right? Long Island. Okay. Because yeah. they even shit. said it too. He was like, they they said something to the fact that he came from Long Island to be there. Because then the other kid that grew up to be. A recovering meth addict. Um, he was the Goldberg Ducks. Yeah, Goldberg. <laughs> he um, he was from. He was the New York guy. He was from the city. And then you had oh, the captain, sh- who was from dude. Long Island. Okay, I gotta Holy rewatch shit. that movie. Me too. I, I now, the other day. Now, I, now I have to. Jesus, Christ. I love that uh, movie. It's so good. Oh, it's. Uh, I was. I mean, I was born in '92, but like. That's one of the things that, like, uh, that's a classic in my household. And yeah, it was like, who didn't is... dream about the blob? Like, oh, just oh my god, one thousand percent. I've never seen one in real life. Never seen I've one never in real life. One. Never seen one in real life. <laughs> I feel like there's a place you can rent one because if we you get have that Airbnb to. on the lake for the fest this year, I'm gonna rent oh, the blob. Shit! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, how will we jump on top of it? Who knows? But we'll have it. It'll just be there. That's so sick. I love well, that. If you get one of those, just cancel the damn fest. We're just spending. <laughs> we're just gonna, yeah, dude, we're just gonna hang on the pub. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Hell yeah. Dude, that's so, so sick. That's why I was just talking <laughs> to my buddy about that the other day. Um, 
uh, I have two good friends that live in Charlotte and they were both telling me, Oh, come stay here. Come stay here for the fucking fast at the end of the month. Just a month away. Eh? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I hope you come. That'd be so sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's, that ain't no drive. That's so that fucking no quick drive. from Charleston. That ain't no drive. That's why I go get tattooed. I just go Charlie go get tattooed. Just promote, just promote the movie there if you can start promoting it then. Oh, yeah, 1,000. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that'd be – do you know what? <laughs> you know what? Great idea. I love it. Yeah. You can put it on your taxes then, right? Like it's mm-hmm. worth – Yeah, <laughs> you can put the, the, the mileage exactly. and the gas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gamma, just write it all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, off. right off. Right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You just get a company card, something like that. <laughs> so, since it came up naturally, I guess let's just uh, because I gave you a little homework real quick, uh, and I kind of put you on the oh, spot. Oh yeah, like yo, go go skim through the the playlist real quick and give Dude. us one or two bands that caught your ear, and you're like, yo, this band's sick. Because nope, we're not a thing. couple. Like, I'm I'm not gonna lie, like a festival like this isn't gonna have like seaway and like these big time bands like it, it really is the local scene what's going on here in the carolinas which a lot of these bands could eventually down the road be some of those household names but Fuck you know for you discovering some of them probably just today like what what's one or two that caught your ear so it's crazy. Uh, the only festival I've ever been to uh, was Warp Tour of the last Warp Tour oh, in Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> the very last one in Tampa. Um, dude, <laughs> I did write down like a fucking like little handful. Uh, Fernway really fucking caught my ear. Like oh, them yeah. a lot. I so I'm very stoked to fucking go see them. Um, another what's the other? I hope I'm not fucking this up. Condado. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yep. They they're so good. They're it's so- such a cool mix. And like I've never really heard any I love it. Like it's just Dude, like, the first time I listened to Condando, I was like Condondo, driving to my sorry. car and no, I'm probably I, I think I'm saying it wrong. I don't know. I <laughs> I knew I would fuck it up when I wrote it down right. But I was like <laughs> Uh, what is he singing like I, i'm not really making this out and then i was like holy shit like he just seamlessly started singing in spanish it and i did it so flows well. so so well and i was like yo this band is sick and i actually got to see them in charlotte a couple of months after discovering them and honestly they're they might actually be better live it's crazy to say see i'm very so stoked on that part yeah, they, they yeah. did like a Killers cover, and I was like, dude, this is better than the Killers. Like, this is so fucking sick. And yeah, that that's a that's a good you got good ears, man. The Those way that it the way band. that it meshed was just it was just like not choppy, and it was like so fucking just like fluid. And I was like, damn, like I've never heard anybody do this, and I get only respect. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like fucking new, and I love it. Um, also heard on never home like that yeah like that a lot yeah so that's that's actually going to be a reunion show for them they're they haven't okay they haven't been active for years and a lot of people are hyped up about that i was literally just giving giving nick from uh never home shit in the group chat today um 
because he was like he was like oh sorry i didn't get the updated flyer and i was like nope and i like sent him a screenshot of me playing landslide by them and i was like nope skipping this one now and um <laughs> and it's funny because i've been i i think i told mikey this uh, a little bit ago but i remember hearing about them back in 2018 2019 because they opened up for uh broadside and our friends in telltale um in charlotte and i remember Telltale telling me about them when we played with them. And I was obsessed. The minute I listened to State Lines, I was just like, nope, this is it. I'm going to listen to this for the next four days. And I found out that they weren't active anymore. And then when we had the guys in Come Clean, because the singer of Come Clean is the drummer of Never Home, I was like, are you going to do any uh, any Never Home stuff? Are we going to get Never Home for the fest coming up? And uh, somehow they did it. Wait. I haven't heard somebody say state lines in so goddamn long. Is that what? like was he part of the band State Lines? Oh no 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 no! no, no, no. no. That's oh, okay. one of the song. Yeah, song okay, that they have. Okay, sorry. I thought you were talking about the band State Lines, and I was like, God no. damn, I haven't heard of that in so long. I don't no, even know where they're from. They I don't know if they're local or not. Got you. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I think they, they called it State Lines because of how close they live to the South sure Carolina to the border, actual yeah. State Line. Feel you. Heard. Yeah, exactly. I I was I, just, I parked up and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I haven't heard that data forever. We got the deep cuts, deep cuts, dude. Up. I know, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. Well, Tyler, I I definitely want to talk more about you know you playing music in Charleston and also playing hockey in Charleston. But before we do that, we do have to tell everyone about our sponsors, DraftKings. So light the lamp during the hockey playoffs for DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. We're down to the Stanley Cup final, so it's a perfect time to throw down some money on either the Panthers or the Vegas Golden Knights. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. All right. Let's face it, guys. With coffee starting at $5, I'm talking just like a flat, black coffee without all that extra frill. Our bank accounts somehow are always depleting. We are officially entering what we like to call a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or a dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. And one dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want when you want it without breaking the bank. So if you want to go listen to that State Lines album, you can go listen to it on your Raycons. Raycons' mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. 
you could get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. And they even offer buy now, pay now later options. And right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout for your pair of Raycons. They have easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product of product protection insurance for just a few bucks extra. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. And they have over 50,000 five-star reviews talking about their three customizable sound profiles that you can update within the app, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and they're even water and sweat resistant for when you're on the ice. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's right. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to listen to quality audio at an affordable price. Amen, brother. You are the Raycon specialist at this point. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm gonna get that high five from Ray J. Yep. (laughs) One one day you're gonna just run into Ray J. I'm gonna be like, like, buyraycon.com/thpn. Fifteen percent off your order. Love that. So yeah, you know, Tyler. Not only are you like checking off the boxes for being in a sweet hockey movie, but you know, you grew up also in the local Charleston, like pop punk and hardcore scene. Played in some bands. Um, we, we were talking about out of time playing the tin roof last year, mm-hmm. um, and playing it in a couple of weeks. So I'm sure that was kind of the, the spot for you. And I remember the dudes in empty last year, you know, empty being a Myrtle beach band. I was hitting them up like, Hey, like where in the Charleston area would be a good spot for, you know, out of time to hit up. And they were like, Oh, hit up the tin roof. And I was like, really like because here in in charlotte and like other places that's like a chain it's like a, yeah, a chain yeah, yeah, restaurant. yeah 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 one thousand percent yeah but it's not the tin roof not, no it's like <laughs> i mean is amos still in charlotte is oh, in the yeah. south end so okay fuck yeah because that's yeah. our okay amos fillmore that's kind of the places that but yeah exactly like you said it's like tin roof is a chain in other places but like here it's kind of like way cooler <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it is it's just a big venue like it holds a bunch of people uh honestly though that's not where i grew up going to shows really so okay. so i grew up going to shows uh at the oasis um it was out towards like james island uh like folly beachish uh really <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I I was in high school. I mean, I was a freshman in, like, 2006. I graduated in 2010. So, like, I always hung out with, like, you know, my older friends and all that shit. So they'd drag me, you know, hey, let's hop in the car and let's go to the show. I was like, all right, cool. So that's kind of, like, how, like, I discovered, like, the local-ish music here. And I did, like, I Googled, like, a bunch of shit, like, a bunch of bands that, like, came through the Oasis, like, during that period. So I'm saying this place might have fit like 250 tops, like possibly 300. Uh, Wonder Years, A Day to Remember. That's how I found out from A Loss for Words. 
uh, Turnstile, nice. Ghost Inside, Transit, Man Overboard, Incendiary, Amir, just like a bunch of crazy shit. But it closed down in like 2013. So like when I was growing up, like the explosion of shit that was coming through Charleston was awesome. And then it just kind of got off. Honestly, like we were helping out of time and front side and sleeve and the crease mm. rule do the run down to last year's bar down break fest, which was yeah. in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So like there was a lot of ground to make up between some of the cities. And they, yeah, yeah, of course. So like when you're going from Charlotte, which is kind of like a bigger market or Raleigh, whichever one you decide yep. to play, like, and you're, you're trying to get down to Florida. It's either Atlanta yep. or Charleston. So oh like, yeah, it makes it makes oh, one sense. Thousand percent makes sense. It I makes mean, sense that so many of those killer bands stopped in Charleston because there was a place to play. Yep. Unfortunately, I think like the Tin Roof might be a little too small for those types of bands to come through there now. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it was such just like a crazy time like growing up to like be in such a small space with like those. Bit. I mean, because then you have like <laughs> those House of Blues, right? <laughs> Uh, the Isn't closest house, house of blues? blues is in Myrtle Beach, so like oh, an hour Myrtle and a half, yeah, Myrtle like an hour and a half away. Um, uh, but yeah, just, just talk th- about this really quick. <laughs> I I just pulled up the Oasis and I pulled up just like concerts as they had up through. <laughs> I think this is just like some like notable concerts that they had from like 2009 to 2011. Yep. Um, how was this wow. a tour Very that I did not know about? It's Oceana of Machines, Year Before the <laughs> yep. March of Flames, Memphis Mayfire, and This Time Next Year. And I had to make sure there was not time. a metal band called This Time Next Year. No, it's the pop punk band This Time Next Year. That I, have a, I have a This Time Next Year uh, shirt still at my dad's house that I will never get rid of. It's crazy because yeah. that's where I got it from was at that show. <laughs> that is that is the the most bonkers lineup i've seen ever. it was a hotbed dude like it was <laughs> it was fucking nuts like the cool shit that would come through here and then just... dude, now you're kind of giving me like a business idea like there needs to be a 300 cap <laughs> venue in charleston because that clearly is missing it's missing right now so the only one that is like that big is music farm downtown but like we still don't get big shit that comes through here. Like, I mean, I, I go up to Charlotte. Like I said, I go to Fillmore. I go to Amos. I'll go to cat's cradle. Uh, you know, the last two shows that I went to was in Austin, Texas, uh, where I was randomly just on a trip. And I happened to see tigers draw and heart attack, man, which was lit. Um, (laughs) and then Asheville, North Carolina, like it's, I don't know. It's more, it's kind of the same as like tattoos. Like you have to travel for shows and have to travel for tattoos more or less. That's killing me that these bands would rather go to Asheville, which is pretty out of the way, unless you're heading towards like Tennessee. Right. It it just, it hasn't made sense for years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, cause like, it's weird. It's just, it's really weird, like how it kind of just like took like such a decline. Like, I mean, like I said, like 2013 ish, it just everything dropped. Like it was just yeah. so 
it was so fucking weird. Like, yeah, now we just all have to, like, the next show I'm going to is the Blink Turn style show in Charlotte. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, besides the fest. <laughs> but. Hey, hey, get your tickets at bardownbreakdown.com. <laughs> Love it. We don't. We don't. We don't deal with Ticketmaster here. Fuck no. no. Fuck no. Fuck those third parties. <laughs> Seriously. No. Cool. One so, what are some of the other shows that you caught at, at the Oasis? Because now that just yeah, super excited to hear about. Oh, I had so like I had a bunch of buddies just like write shit. Up. So like when so the Escape Artist, the band that I was in. They started before me. So they started like 2004 uh, and did all their stuff. And I joined in at like 2008-ish. But I got a list of like things, their bands that they played with. Uh, But their first EP was actually recorded by Gordon from All Get Out. uh, Just like on like some like weird like a track or some shit like that. Uh, But but yeah, like fucking bands that they played with. I mean... They play The Secret Lives, Evergreen Terrace, This Is Hell, A Mirror, A Day to Remember, My Children, My Bride, Ghost Inside, My Hero Is Me, uh, A Girl Gun a Ghost, and just kind of, I mean, they were just kind of the, you know, opener for everything that came through Charleston, more or less. And then we went on tour in like 2008 and went kind of through the Southeast, like when I was there. We, ended up, we played uh, Skate Park at Tampa, which was fucking insane. Oh, transition. The place right beside it. Yeah, like the little venue right beside it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. In two thousand eight, that is sick. I think now defunct, but that place was so cool (laughs) when it was still around. It was such a fucking. It was such an experience because, like, when we parked there, like, got because, I I mean, two thousand eight. I, I was (laughs) fucking, you know, very young, and. uh I got out of the car and I was like, holy shit, like I'm going to go walk around the skate park. Like this is a landmark. What the hell? And then we got to play a show there. Like what? And then, yeah, I went with those dudes for like seven days and it was great. I mean, we had to fund everything ourselves. Like we never had a label or anything like that. Um, but yeah, then everyone went to college and all that shit. We all broke away more or less. Um, I won't say the name <laughs> because it's it's one of the potential answers to a trivia question that Mikey has. But not only did this band play twice in one year at the Oasis, but they played within six months of them. Two of probably some of my favorite bands were on here. So... The first show was Of Machines, Four Letter Lie, Love Hate Hero, and Sleeping with Sirens. And then six months later, uh, it was Life on Repeat, Lower Definition, which is probably one of my favorite post-hardcore bands ever, Four Letter Lie, and I Am Abomination. So you guys had that band come through more than once in a single year in less than a six-month span of each other. That blows my mind. <laughs> and then a week before that show, when Stacy played, get out. Oh, I, see, that's what's crazy. I always, see. I throw that on from time to time because I always fucking forget about Gwen. Like that. I it, love Gwen. I'm me fucking too. 
These are just I like, always forget ridiculous the shows. That's oh, no, it. it's the most dumb combination of bands that you could think. Like, it's the coolest fucking, like, the flyers that used to go around, like, our high school and stuff like that. We're just like, wait, what? Every, everyone's coming? <laughs> but I feel like yeah. also, you know, I'm not an expert on Charleston geography, but mm-hmm. a venue being close to Folly Beach mm-hmm. is kind of like off the beaten path too like yes it's kind of you know it's still 45 minutes away from like the center of charleston like yeah. the oh, city of charleston so it wasn't deep deep on folly it was like right off the connect right off the connector but at the same time like it was a bitch to still get out there like whether because it, it was a one lane road you know getting out of there like it still yeah. was a hot like 30 like it was a chore to go to a show more or less yeah and i feel like also you know being so close to the beach like that's kind of expensive real estate for a diy like punk i think pop punk venue i think that's why it uh is it like some trendy restaurant now so so now i haven't been um but i think it's just like this huge ass like pool hall more or less like i don't think it's gotten bougie by any means um but I also haven't been. Uh, but the last time I checked, it was just like sub, just open pool table bar. Like they didn't really like vamp it up, if you will. Which is, yeah, you know, so you're nice. Saying that, <laughs> you're saying there's a chance we could just you're flip this over. You're saying there's a <laughs> make chance. This, exactly. Make this a venue With, again. I mean, fuck. I, fuck. There's a good boss. I mean, I don't know how much that rent is, but like, maybe. <laughs> so this website that I'm on is actually is, it's hilarious because it it has all the concerts. Some of the some of the concerts have like the set list for the bands that you can just mm-hmm. click on. It'll pull up like a like a scan of the of the set list. But it has a graph of the top genres that played there: um, hardcore, metalcore, post-hardcore, melodic metalcore, pop punk were the were the the top genres. But it goes concerts by year, so it goes. 2008 five concerts 2009 maybe under less than five 2010 15 concerts 2011 25 concerts and then 2012 none that's when it dropped off yep but the height of it was like hawthorne heights headlines the oasis yeah 2011 it's crazy like when you're looking at this it's like oh my god so it's there's I, I, I do it from time to time. So, like, on YouTube, if you type in, like, uh, the Oasis Charleston, South Carolina, like, there's still, like, a turnstile show up. And there's still, like, a bunch of, like, I think there's a, a Day to Remember show still up. And it just is, it's crazy to watch that small of a place be packed with that big of a band. Which is not That sounds so sick. <laughs> it so was, sick. it was a while, I mean... I can't. I, it's so curt. Like, <laughs> like I said, like I always kind of hung out with like older people. But like, even like when I was younger, like I one of my first like memories of the concert was Slipknot here in Charleston. <laughs> with God forbid, and That's my dad, sick. my dad took me, and it was in two thousand four. So I was twelve years old. <laughs> So that that's like your dad was down with Slipknot, I'm guessing. Yep, he would always throw shit like that on the radio, you know, stuff like that. And then, I mean, after that, it was more or less like 
I don't know. Like my mom kind of like always had like uh, Green Day and CDs and things like that. But uh, another one of my like the craziest things that like I remember is like uh, I went to uh, Good Charlotte, Newfound Glory, mm-hmm. uh, and it was actually in Charlotte, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, that was and a stadium it, tour in two thousand three. Yeah, it was yeah. at like uh, Cricket or whatever the hell it was called. Then I don't remember what the stadium was called, but yeah, it was in 2003. The Checkers play. I don't know if it was Bo. I don't know if it was the Bojangles Coliseum or not. I don't know the real life name of that place as well. I just know no, it yeah, as the, it, I just know it as the biscuit. It, it is just Bojangles Coliseum <laughs> to me, right? Yeah, but like, yeah, I remember getting like pulled out of class, like out of testing like out of like uh like pack testing or like you know like the your year bullshit and like my aunt then brought me to go see newfound glory and good charlotte like mxpx and less virgin i think that was they were on the show too so that was like one of my like earliest memories of getting introduced to all the shit more or less which was also i mean it's cool i don't know my family's always been into fucking you know music good music just like not like straight because you know being from charleston it's like oh everybody listens to fucking you know country shit like the other side of my family does but like my dad's side like they were always like down with like shit like my aunt fucking introduced me to lip biscuit like at a very early age where i shouldn't have been (laughs) listening to that (laughs) you know just it's just different like different subgenres that have like made me into what i listen to now more or less but like going to those concerts young was helpful as shit i loved it who was your first concert, Justin? Have we ever talked about that? My first concert? Um, like, like alternative concert, not like a you know bullshit one that your mom took you to or your dad took you to. Uh, well, okay. So um, let, me pull up, let me pull up this lineup really quick. Um, I'm pretty sure it was 1998 or 1999. I'm trying to remember. So it was kind of it was kind of like a full circle moment that I just had last week. One of my students came up to me and she was like, "Mr. Ryan, I went to my first concert. I went and saw Coheed and Cambria and Incubus. It was like my first concert." And I was like, "Oh my god. Incubus was my was first my concert." First... I knew you <laughs> like, were going with that. That's yeah. amazing. That's so, fucking so sick. Like so full circle like you know, this so is o- over 20 years ago. Now one of my students is like has th- pretty much the same memory oh, as I have. Like her first ever sick. concert was also that's into this. So dope. I yeah. love that. That's fucking amazing. Yep. So I saw my, it in your eyes. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> My first concert was a fest. And it was a local radio station that we had in Miami called uh 94.9 Zeta. And they used to play really good music, but it was in 1999. I was 11 years old. I had just turned 11 because it was in July. Um, the headlining bands were Def Leppard, Everclear, Nonpoint, and The Verve Pipe. What? And, <laughs> yeah. That's and then the next year, the next year I went again. And this is when I started kind of like getting into my own style of music because this one was the Deftones, Glassjaw, Local H, 
Nonpoint, Stone Temple Pilots, and Nickelback. Like, dude, why was Glass? Wait, why was Glassjaw on that? Dude, I have no idea why Glassjaw was on that. But you know who I fell in love with? Glassjaw. (laughs) Yeah, I fell in love with. I love that. (laughs) So then, wild. So that was I was, yeah, I was twelve years old when I saw Glassjaw. And I became obsessed with glass jaw for the next 20 years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they just rolled off. I love this, (laughs) they just kept going along with Deftones. Um, and it was funny too because, um, I was that kid in middle school, and I, I, I taught, I don't know if I talked about this on the last podcast or last episode, but I had a, a CD case with like the disturbed logo on it, it had like the face on it. So it was all black and it had like the red etching and it had the disturbed oh, yes. smiley face. Hell and yes. it was just filled with new metal and hardcore bands. Uh, and I was the only kid in my Catholic middle school that was listening to like heavy shit. And I remember when I first met full circle back to Mike, when I first met Mike, he got into my car, and in the back seat, I had the disturbed CD case still in there from when I was a child. And he immediately starts crying from laughter because he thinks that it is the coolest fucking shit he's ever seen. And I go, open it up and see what the first CD is in there. Significant other. <laughs> Followed by, like, follow the leader and life is peachy. <laughs> Do you still have that? It's somewhere. Still yeah, have I still that. have it. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure that's a fucking collector's item at this point. We're just going to auction that off. It's going to be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead ass. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll have the blob and just whip out an old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. An old 12 CD disturbed case that I got at Target. Oh, my God. I mean, if that's not getting asses in the seats, then I don't know what is. (laughs) Yeah, that's 100% going to get bums in seats. Yep. Too bad there's no seat standing. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert, I'm <laughs> Have you ever caught a show at the Milestone? No. Where Bart on break nope. is going to be? No. No, dude. It is. I was. Such, I looked it up on. I was oh, looking in, like at pictures today, and like don't on look Instagram. It up. Okay. Fuck out. Of it. Like it. All right. Love it. I <laughs> love that. The, the outside is scary. Okay. The inside is scary but beautiful in its own way. Like it's what you want a DIY like punk venue to look like. Like if I, you had to close your eyes that. and pitch picture yes. like a DIY punk venue, this is probably what you pictured. Fuck Vice, yeah. I mean Vice exactly Media says that Vice Media says that if you're in Charlotte, go to the fucking milestone. That's what Vice Media says. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. I know. We go up to Charlotte like all the time, so I, yeah, I love the city. It's one of my favorite places like to hang out. Honestly, yeah. Like so, just the problem with Charlotte is it's so trendy. Like true. Oh, one thousand percent. It it might be trendier than like Nashville and some of those other southern cities that are also very yeah. trendy. So like the fact that a place like this still exists just makes Mm -hmm. it even more special because places like this are getting bought out left in in charlotte i feel that one million percent that's 
That's so sick, though. I'm glad that you guys are fucking able to pull this shit off there. That's what's uh, up. It's gonna be cool. You know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a segment that I've always that I talked about when we did uh we did another podcast on on really quick. Uh, and this is uh bands that have played the milestone. We're gonna do two. Um, so they have a whole list of bands who have played the milestone. Nirvana's played there. Gorilla Biscuits have played there. What? Minor Threat has played there. Yes, yes. Like this is the milestone. It's been around. What? It is the CBGBs of the South. It is. Um, but if it wasn't for places like the Milestone, we wouldn't have acts like DJ Taco Supreme and Dog Turd. <laughs> <laughs> are you doing the segment? Is this like a that. band that has played the Milestone? Those are two bands that have played the Milestone. <laughs> now Threat, I like that. No, you got to do the like one you made to, up. You want me to do it? All right. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm one gonna... made up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one. one of those. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me do this really quick. I'm just gonna I'm gonna <laughs> scroll to a random. Okay. Um, here are three bands that have possibly played the milestone. Two truths and a lie. You got to figure out which one the lie. Um, Hank and the Cupcakes. Um, Harvey Milk, the band, not the person. And uh, Baby Puncher. Are you going first, Mikey? Or me? <laughs> All right, I'll go first. I- I'm saying Baby Puncher it did Damn not it. play the milestone. Fuck. That's what I wanted. Um, all right. Well, to be different, I'm gonna go uh, the cupcakes one, the first one. Okay. Baby Puncher did not play. Fuck. <laughs> Harvey Milk and. Damn it. I like um, the Baby Puncher one too. Damn it. <laughs> my other my, uh, runners up were uh, were Hawk Ass. <laughs> Which is another really like good one. one. Um, yep. <laughs> this is my other favorite one. Hectagons with the exclamation mark. Huh? <laughs> and um, oh, Naked shit. Hobo. Oh, God. Naked Hobo? Naked Hobo is another All right, one. Sh- this needs to be an ongoing segment. There's that so is, many gems. Yeah, I, please I keep will, that up. I will I will do I will get like six bands and I will make up another three yes. just to do this every single podcast. Yeah, it has to happen. <laughs> Even amazing. when this fest is done and I, over, it just I needs love, to continue. I it's so that. good. Like like oh yeah, we'll, we'll do one more. We'll do one more. Um, it's a good okay. ass bit. <laughs> um uh, let me see. Okay. Jonathan Battleship Hughes, uh, John Cena and the You Can't See Me's, or Johnny Quest and the Hodges. Which one has played? Has not played. Has not. Which played. is a made-up band. Which John, John Cena, Cena and one. You Can't See Me's. I think Johnny that one's Quest the real Hodges, one. Or what was the other one that I said? Jonathan <laughs> Battleship Hughes. I'm gonna go the Hodges one this time. John Cena was the made up band. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that one sounded the most real. <laughs> that one sounded the most like it would be a band. <laughs> um let me see. Like 
We'll do one more. Let me just go. And it, it you know, this this venue has been around since 1969. So like so the sad. list of bands that have played there is probably like you could scroll for days. Probably. Yeah, I'm literally scrolling down to just find just some funny ones on here. I okay. have no idea. That's um, so tight. Squilliam and the Fancy Sons, Octopus Jones, or Nuclear Santa Claus? Oh my god. <laughs> All three of those bands had it as played the miles. So <laughs> Octopus Jones? No, Octopus Jones <laughs> has played. I'm never gonna get I'm never Squilliam gonna win the this game. Sons. <laughs> I'm never gonna own this game. The Santa Dude. Claus one. No, 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 nuclear Santa Claus has played. Squilliam was the one that was made up. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> I like that though. I this it's definitely needs to be a re. This needs to be a reoccurring theme. I it like is, that. It is but. so good. Like there's and there's so many bands on here that's just like, um, <laughs> it's just it's just people just need to go through and look at this. There was another venue that we, we played uh, in Pennsylvania called – it was West York, Pennsylvania, and they had set lists for all the bands that have played there in, in their green room. Um, so bands would just, like, staple their set list on there. And reading some of the band name – some of the songs that the bands have named was literally priceless. Like, um, there was a – it was like a like a Viking metal band called, like – it. I don't. I can't even pronounce their name because I don't know the Scandinavian language that they say. <laughs> but it was definitely like the 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 circle O and like <laughs> the umlauts and shit. Yeah, the umlauts and everything. <laughs> and and they literally had a song called Meat Stick. Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. So it's like it's like my favorite thing. Just if I see a venue that has a set list of just bands that have put their set list up, I love reading names because whether whether that is a that is their song name that that they it meets they don't even have a song named meat stick probably that's just what they call the song internally yeah yeah to, to yeah, fi- yeah to like yeah click like, it that right. would yeah. be so funny like that's like oh the the you suck flying circus is my other huh. favorite one <laughs> Dude, that, that's an actual band that that's an actual mine. band i like that oh, oh there's so many good ones stick. on here Jesus. I, I spent like a good 30 minutes just scrolling through and reading every single band name because it's just <laughs> so funny to me. Jeez. Well, Tyler, before we you know let you go, um, I know that you are a huge Hurricanes fan and unfortunately for you, but I'm sure everyone else is totally happy, especially myself. Your, your Canes are eliminated by the Ice Cats and... Uh, pretty pretty easily you know even though the games a lot of the games went to like overtime or down to the wire um you guys got swept by them and i I don't think a lot of people thought that was going to happen so is it still burning a little bit or have you moved on so i'm glad we waited till the end of the episode to talk about this um that's great i really like that um (laughs) so you know what it's kind of like what rod said you know, we didn't get swept. We just lost four games, which makes sense. Um, no, it sucks a lot. Uh, everything sucks. Uh, it was the – it was just the 
I mean, looking at the bracket, I wanted Toronto so bad because they just matched up, you know. So I'm trying to think of like the best way to like describe it. Like it was bad going into the playoffs without Svetch, right? You got that physical presence, you got the goals. And then Pacioretty, obviously, like his ordeal, he signed Pulley RV, like that turned out to be a so you know, your top forwards, like they have no physical presence. Like we don't have any big bodies, right? Like you can be as pretty as you want, like, but at this I mean Jarvis will bang some things around, our back end's okay. It just it was kind of like the whole Svechnikov thing, I feel like took a lot of out of it. But at the same time, I feel like there was nothing really coming in. Like, I, it it was like, oh, yeah, you know, if we do this, then that's great. Like, that's amazing. Like, if Ronta can be on his game, if Freddie can be on his game, like, why is Peter on the bench? Well, or Piotr, excuse me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I, yeah, it, it burns a lot. It, it it sucks that it sucks the first game, two games went overtime uh, having home ice mm-hmm. because – you know, once it goes to overtime, I don't know. I mean, I guess it plays into a little bit, but like after two or three, like how much is your, you know, home crowd really into it, more or less? Well, when oh. Top top ten longest games in hockey. That's a, oh, so it so that's the crazier part. I think it's right. It's right there. Um, so I was just cleaning out my dad's house the other day, or not the other day, like last month, uh, and. We, it was one of the first that, like hockey memories that I remember. Um, those are tickets from the Hurricanes Red Wings game from 2002, mm-hmm. the trip, the triple overtime game. So I found that about a month ago, framed it, and then here we are in these playoffs, and we saw a fucking fourth overtime game, and uh, yeah, it was a nice little foreshadowing. I like that a lot, uh, but at the same time, uh, don't burn it all to the ground, uh, rods. He's the man. I love him. I just his his mentality, his work ethic. Like it's just how can you not root for somebody like that? You know, mm-hmm. like he's just he's a grinder. He wants everybody to play the same way he did, and the same way you know he probably still can. I'm sure he can max some dudes out on the ice. Um, but yeah, no, I I love RD. Like I love Shea. I love uh, Slayton. I love Chatfield. Like it. I don't think it's a problem about it. And I just I think we need some more size up front if we want to actually be competitive in the playoffs, which has always yeah. been the Hurricanes problem, more or less. And that, if we're big that's, that's the like the tight rope you have to, to walk, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you have too much grit during the regular season, you might not get enough done to like agree the playoffs. Yep. Once you get in, if you got that grit, that's when it starts to be a huge advantage in the playoffs. And one million. That that's really what like Barry Trotz built with the mm-hmm. Islanders, what he built with the Capitals, what he built with Nashville. Like he yeah, somehow yeah. figured out that like perfect balance. Mm-hmm. And and then you look at teams like Toronto and teams that like don't have that grit. They get knocked out. Like even the Rangers, they used to be known for their grit, and then they put together 1, this like, all star team. What happened? Yeah, Down, out in first. Yeah. So like, and Florida, they got that grit, man. Like they they got the bodies. They want to bang around. The they're 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 gonna get after you, which is 
I mean, that was, that's the whole recipe for a disaster of a team that you don't want to go up against, more or less. And then, and you have teams. a hot, you have a hot veteran goalie yeah, in Bob, Bogowski. Yeah, Bob's playing on a, he's playing on his damn head. It's insane. Like it, yeah. It's a, it's a something you do not want to run into right now. Which, I mean, unless something crazy happens, I see Florida doing it. Yeah, and like it, probably like five or six. I would we were, say six. I was talking about that too because how crazy would it be? So the, the Heat are also in the finals right now. Both teams were were eighth seeds. Yeah, both <laughs> both teams were eighth seeds in in the uh, in the playoffs, and it's just crazy to see two South Florida teams in the finals right now. And they but, both they both beat Boston teams that were number one seeds, which yep. is also insane. it's just so funny to look at. But oh, it's crazy. You, if you look at it too, like if if the Panthers win the cup, they will be going into their 30th year anniversary as a team, Stanley Cup champions, mm-hmm. which is absolutely insane to me. That it's taken 30 years to get the cup for them. Well, but you know, it is happens, wild. Man. Like, how, know. how many years has it been since Toronto's won a cup? Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's but I, I mean, like from like inception more to, than that. to yeah, yeah, yeah. not like okay, not I like a drought, but like from inception sure. to a cup, there have been a lot of teams that have done it a lot sooner. Um, you know, Hurricanes being one of them. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand six. So it'll just it's it'll be just be super interesting to see the dynamic of of how hockey changes in in South Florida once they actually win a cup, and hopefully they don't get swept like they did. You know, uh, 20, 30 years, like, yeah, like twenty six years ago. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think with a name like Kachuk, man, like that's that's a name you can build the fan base around. Yeah. You know, he, the way he plays is exciting. Even though a lot of like opposing teams can't stand him and like despise Kachuk, I, I think, especially people in South Florida who might not understand the game of hockey fully like seeing a guy throw his body around and kind of like oh one thousand i would say like a wwe personality yeah 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 Yeah. fuck yeah that that's what a casual hockey fan gravitates towards i feel like he's the perfect yeah the perfect person to play in a non-traditional hockey market yeah i like that take a lot i mean it's i mean it's exactly the person you don't want to play against, but you want him on your team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always yeah. those guys. But like you said, like for that Florida, like non-traditional market, somebody to like be a good personality and also like beg it around like he does. I, yeah. I completely under, <laughs> I agree with that take wholeheartedly. I like that one. And that was seeing like Yager back at the games. And right. Awesome. No, so dude, And and you don't realize how how much of a personality Yager had until he left, like, the Penguins. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like his personality really came out when he played for the Panthers. Like, that's when he really started to let it it all, like, just hang out there. And he was just, like... He was just buttoned up as a Penguin. Yeah, exactly. You know, right in the Mm -hmm. tuxedo, more or less. I completely agree with that shit, too. (laughs) But, uh... Before before we let you go, Tyler, I want to yeah. do a uh, a a beer league lightning round. I know you haven't played beer league in a little bit, 
but uh let's just let's just knock this one out really quick what's your uh when you were playing what was your go-to brew oh PB, pbr all day long see uh, being a carolina <laughs> fan i thought you were gonna say storm brew because that oh, is the most drinkable beer oh are you doing a bit or not no no i love oh it. you're not oh no God. i really love storm brew all right um just though well, 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 if, <laughs> if, if uh, if Trip Tracy or uh, you know, Stormy or anybody's uh, out there, uh, I, I hate, I hate, I hate Stormy really so much. It's, it's so gross. I hate it. Oh, I drink it every, every time we go up, we get a six pack. It's so, it's we love it. Uh, oh, it's just it, it is what it is. It's so average, it's good. It is very That's average. Just, I'm just, I'm a PBR guy. Through and through, I got my PBR tat on the back of my leg. I gotta stay true to the, you know, the brand. But like, it's all they always have that at the bar too. They don't have yeah. that down here in Charleston. They don't got this. Oh yeah, they don't got you know what I mean. Also, yeah. So beer um, league peeps. PBR is the smartest marketing company ever because yeah. when I was in college in 2005 to 2009 no one drank pbr like it was the dog shit cheap beer that you could just get for you know a 30 pack for yeah. 15 bucks <laughs> yep yeah and in that small window of time they totally like flipped it the flipped the narrative and it became cool and it wasn't just like <laughs> oh this is the cheap beer it's like the beer to drink at a show the beer like the counterculture beer and they did it in such a short amount of time and like organically and i agree that I is, it's essentially it's what liquid death did to take over the market the oh. exact same strategy like, my my family will still chirp me when i go home like on holidays and shit and i'll show up with like a 12 pack of pvr and they'll be like i used to drink this in college there's no way you really like that i'm like yeah, you know, this yeah, kind of what I do. It's, I'm not trying to be cool. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. But like I said, <laughs> family. But dude, where... no. Yeah. The explosion of like their marketing and shit, like it, it's insane. Like their yeah. whole business scheme blew up. I would love to get the person who like was like, all right, we're going to target hipsters and <laughs> musicians and that's going to be our target audience. And that's going to save the company. And, yeah. and, and it, it did. It, it worked. It did. It worked like a charm. And because... it also saved like Colt 45 and Old Milwaukee and all those other beers that they brew in that same brewery. So but, so, but they're in the same category. And like no one's going to offend you and drinking a Colt 45 or a Milwaukee <laughs> Best. Like no one's I don't think you those. can find a Colt 45 in any of these gentrified. <sighs> venues i don't think so i, don't I haven't seen so. one i haven't seen one in a while in a or like uh line and kluger like line and krugel or whatever the other line and krugels yeah, yeah yeah or uh oh no when we go to long island we'll get narragansett yeah, yeah fuck yeah we got that no yeah we got that on here too i fuck uh, with narragansett and then what was your locker room hype song that you would listen to before hitting the ice oh god see <laughs> it can be ridiculous as you want it is no okay all right so so for beer league we so for our like normal beer league teams we really didn't like do that like we kind of just talk and like get our bullshit but 
the I don't give a fuck if <laughs> I don't care. Um, the last so one of my best friends is also in the movie Kevin. Um, he's the redhead kid. Uh, I don't know if he was in that scene or not. Um, but me and him played on a beer league team the most recently, and <laughs> it was at the Ice Palace, and we would get dressed in the locker room. And the guys that were in the locker room, they would have a specific, like, playlist of just, like, the most loud, like, I'm talking, like, house music, like, dance jams. Like, you might as well put on a fucking strobe light and throw some fucking fog machines out there. It was so god-awful that we would just look at each other and just be like, this is an absolute. But, like, they were all into it. Like, it was the most, like... You're literally at a club downtown fucking fist pop. Like, it, it, it was so unsettling and awkward, but at the point where, like, okay, this is hilarious. At the same time, bring it full circle. It was probably, like, a 10.30 fucking game, and it was yeah. hilarious at that point. You know what I mean? You're just, you're we just were delirious. Yeah, we were just delirious, and we were like, whatever. Just get me out. Get me out. And then I have one more question for you, and this is based off of the cast of – the movie who is michael and is his last name actually baloney michael he's credited as a bartender oh mike (laughs) (laughs) it was one of our uh his last his his last name is baloney he was somebody that filled in for us like on one of the last days he's very nice he actually (laughs) Filled in for my brother in a different scene as well. So I got to chat with him for a little bit in the car while we were fake, like, smoking weed and stuff. Hanging out in the parking lot. <laughs> I forgot about Mike. I'm, dude, yeah, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. Like, But, yeah, he came in last one. It was awesome. But his name was – his last name is actually below I'm, like, that's I'm almost a... 100% positive. I'm 98% positive that his last name is. That is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Like, He's got that like Mike, money, though. Mike Balog, are you kidding me, dude? That's sick. <laughs> Love it. So, it's a hell yeah, of a- Tyler, man, this has been a blast. Um, looking forward to watching the full movie and sitting down and watching it. And hopefully, just ha- like we were talking before we started recording, he just has a killer score and killer soundtrack, as you would hope for a beer league hockey movie. Um, Super excited to actually, you know, sit down and watch it. Hopefully this year, next year, whenever it finally gets out there (laughs) on all the major streaming platforms and whatnot. I know that that's probably what you guys are pushing for. So fingers crossed that works out. And uh, you know, once that release date is set in stone, please slot into the DMS, let us know so that we can, start pitching it as well dude hell yeah yeah i mean like you said we're pushing for you know biggest and brightest what whatever we can get the most views on dude you guys are the best this is hilarious thank you guys for chatting i'm so stoked to see you guys in charlotte on the 30th and the first yep right yeah those are the two dates all right fucking a right well yeah Listen, anytime you guys want to chat, I am here. No, that's, dude, thank you again so much for having me. This is fucking awesome. No problem, man. Dude, we had a blast. We appreciate it too, man. <laughs> yeah, boys. Have a All great right. rest of your night. See you, dude. Later. Later.